Welcome into the Snow the Goalie feed. Uh, post game here, the Press Row show following the Flyers' 3 1 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, second edition of the Press Row show to drop here on the Snow the Goalie feed. We'll have a new episode of Snow the Goalie coming out on Monday, and it looks like as the, uh, the team continues to play well, getting set for the playoffs and big week coming up against the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning will be dropping a second episode later in the week. So make sure you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else you get your podcasts. And uh, make sure you go check out our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up for their app using the promo code Crossing Broad, and our friends at Odd Logic Brewing Company, located at 500 Bristol Pike in Bristol, PA. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at JoyOnBroad, at AntSanPhilly, at SnowTheGoalie, and over on Facebook, Facebook.com slash SnowTheGoalie. We'll have plenty of Flyers content coming your way as well in the written form over on CrossingBroad.com. Without further ado, let's get into the Press Row Show. Do, 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 it's the Press Row Show. Wait a second. It's not exactly what you would expect. This is the Press Row Show, the only live streaming show from here at Press Row of Wells Fargo Center. For how much longer, we don't know. Hashtag coronavirus 2020. <laughs> Not Anthony Sanfilippo. Tonight, we have the Russ and Russ Show. That's it. We've been planning this for like a year. I dropped the ball, though, because I was hoping to get um, a few other Russes, famous Russes, and we could never. I couldn't get Russell Wilson. I have a guy who works for him, and... He's just so busy, I could never get him. So I felt like I would fail the Russ and Russ show if we didn't do that. But now for this, this makes sense. Of course, this is Russ Cohen. You can find on Twitter, at Sportsology. And uh, let's talk about one of the things that immediately could impact us as members of the media. Uh, and it, it broke earlier today. Elliot Friedman put it out. I don't know who the first one was to have it. It might have been. It might have been Friedman. Been Friedman. Uh, that there, the... The CDC has recommended that the NHL, NBA, MLS, uh, and ML, did I say MLB? No, but that, that the, that's the, fine. That the four leagues that are going to have games going on at some point in the next month or so uh, close the media out of the dressing rooms, clubhouse, locker room uh, as, a, as a deterrent of sorts, I guess, to prevent the spread of we're so COVID-19. So I want to get your an initial feedback to hearing that news. Okay. So... I'll give you some some feedback on me first, like some background. When I was in college, I was a hotel restaurant major, right? So I took a food sanitation class. So the CDC was brought up like every day in that class, right? So I have great respect for them. But for this one, I'm kind of a little puzzled because what is the difference if you run into Kevin Hayes on the street or you walk into the locker room? Like, tell me what the difference is there. Because I don't think there is a difference. If Kevin Hayes goes to a bar or Kevin Hayes is in the locker room with a bunch of media, what is the difference? I don't think there is any. And so I think they're overshooting it on that. And I think there's an overreaction. Major League Baseball, like already said, certain teams like the Mets jumped on this where you're now, fans are not going to be able to get autographs, pass baseballs, whatever. Can't do oh, any good. of that. Oh, good. Baseball's doing things to make themselves Worse. even more right. exclusive. Less fan friendly. And, less fan and they're going to just have signed stuff to hand out. But it, they don't understand. It's the physical contact that makes it something like here Bryce side this ball hey I really liked what you did last night oh thanks I appreciate it it's that interaction once you lose that it's everybody's zombies and that's what 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 I think the leagues have to worry about with this and I know a soccer guy some guy Grant something Grant Wall yeah Grant Grant Wall Wall. came out and said he's been doing it this way in mixed zones for years well as an example I was in Canada for the um, CHL top prospects game and we had a mixed zone for that right and there's I want to say there's 40 players, you know, both teams, maybe a few more. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, it's a every every top prospect in the OHL, basically, actually WHL, all those leagues, they all play in this game. It's an all-star game. Yeah. It used to be Team Cherry against Team War, but then, you know, yeah. the Cherry thing happened. Yeah. So then it was just two great all-star teams of players. And they play it every year, same same time, different places. This year it was in, um, what was it? Hamilton, Hamilton, okay. Ontario. And so after the game, there was a mix zone. And with all these players, and again, the game ends at like, you know, 10 o'clock. It took, I would say, 20 minutes to get everybody to a mix zone, where if you walk in a locker room, guys are right there, right? So so traveling, getting them there is something, or wrangling, whatever you want to call it. And in all of that, I got two exclusives. That's it. Two out of the potential 40 people that were there. And it was craziness. And I just gave up. I probably could have stayed till 11 o'clock and maybe got one more, right? 
But with people working, deadlines, and everything else here, if all of a sudden everything's in an auditorium, there goes any exclusive you ever hope to get. Yep. And at this point, then, there would be no point ever showing up for practice because, you know, if you're just going to hear about a coach at the end of practice and that's all that's going to get reported, people are going to stop showing up. Yep. Some teams would like that. I get sure. it. But most don't. Most still appreciate the fact that stories get written. Players appreciate the fact that stories get written. You know, stories that get written do help players' contracts. Yep. Stories that I write get players drafted sometimes. You know, you don't want to lose that. And the minute you turn that off, you always worry, is it going to get turned back on yeah. when this is over? That's the other facet of this. And I think that's part of the fear, too. Like, it is. One of the things that... You know, it's the same fear of not having Swedish fish. Oh my god! Which you had let's, earlier. Let's talk about. But well, we can so toast I, that. I, I let's toast that. There you go. You know, just eat one. All right, got it. That's what it's all about. The Swedish fish. By the way, we didn't check it out a couple days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. Jordan Hall from uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia put out a story about a uh, Swede, oh. Robert Haig. So uh, there you cool. go. It's good. If but the wanna, Swedish fish there are different. Listen, I've been told. Yeah. Anyhow. I heard the same thing. But if you want to join the uh, the Church of Hague, you can pray at the altar. It's fine. Um, yeah, Tom Dougherty is huge into that, man. I mean, what does he have? One power play goal, and he keeps talking about it. Not Hague, but Dougherty. Remember, Hague has one power play goal on the season on one shot. 100%. It's fantastic. Anyway, what you were saying before, like one of the things, I guess, when Anthony and I do stuff after the game, is he likes to usually do more of the the macro view of, of the game. Right. And my, last year, my main priority was trying to get a side piece going. Right. With with a player, typically a guy that people might not think to hear from or, or right. want to hear from, but will give you a good answer. And when we had Travis Konechny on the show earlier this season, you know, that came up with him about the, the willingness or the ability as a player to answer a question in depth and to answer a question honestly and without, I think, some of the inherent pressure that you feel yeah. when the lights are shining on you and the cameras are on you and there's yeah. 25 people around you. And he admitted, like, you're more likely to give a good answer and to give a more thoughtful response sure. on the side, away from the cameras, than you are on camera. Right. So what, what people, I think, are at the risk of, of losing, and what I wrote on Crossing Broad earlier today is, you know, from, from a fan perspective, in the way that the team is covered and the way that NBC Sports Philadelphia presents, presents it, as a fan, you don't necessarily see every player who's been requested in the locker room. Sometimes you only see two or three when six or seven are there. The most notable omission and what I thought was really bad, and I don't usually rail against their coverage on TV, is when Claude Giroux had the young man on who was uh, part of the Make-A-Wish, yep, yep. there was a fantastic extended you know, press availability in the locker room. and. You know, Giroux played off the kid, and the kid played off him, and it was a really nice moment. That's magic. And, like, when some fans are, like, very anti-Claude Giroux because, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they they take him for granted. Hasn't done it, whatever. He hasn't won a cup. And they saw the the behind-the-glassing where he drives the Bentley, and they're like, oh, this guy's not really connected. You got to see the human side there, and the cameras didn't have it. Now, whether it's a time constraint or whatever, I think that's a point where you have to make that a a thing. I I think that, like, what what you said about you know, once you close that door, can it open up again, is a real concern. I mean, the precedent that you're setting is bad. And as a fan, while you might not necessarily get to see or, or hear the uh, the players, I know there were people that, you know, commented on Facebook that, well, you know, we're going to, I guess we're not going to be able to hear that you have to play a full 60 minutes and, you know, play play for the team and everything. It's not that. It's about all of these side conversations. If you it's ask about enough the, questions, you get past that. Yeah, and it's about the off-the-record conversations yes. that you have yes. with players. It's about getting their insight on rumors that are around the organization and getting yep. at least that piece of the puzzle so that you're making a more informed report. And so those are all things that you theoretically lose out on as but a fan. It, but it's also like, I'll give you a good example. If all of a sudden the locker room's closed, fans will never hear from Michael Raffle ever again. Nope. Like they just will never hear from him because they're not going to, if a team's going to choose who to put out there after a game and we're going to get like four set guys, it will never be Michael yep. Raffle unless he scores a hat trick. So, like, guys like that will all of a sudden never get interviewed. Nate Thompson will never get interviewed. You know, like, that's... And their agents and their fans of those players and family and whatever that want to read about those guys, they're not going to get anything about those yep. guys. And it's a shame. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably still try to get them on Snow the Goalie, but, like, it's not... 
it's it it's not difficult to get a player on the show. It's a matter of trying to make the schedules work. And so you lose that on the immediacy. But you, you lose it. You lose the immediacy, that on the immediacy is, of, is massive because. Of a, go ahead. Let's say you take a guy like Konechny, right? Who yeah. is very volatile, emotional. He comes off the ice. They just won a game. He scores a couple goals. His blood's pumping. Yep. If you're interviewing him on a day off the next day or whatever, it's a different mindset. Yep. These guys are in a different zone the minute they come off the ice yep. right after a game, whether they're mad or happy. Yep. And you sometimes that really reads well in an article or, yep. or in an audio interview. Yep. So we want to get to some of the comments and questions and yep. concerns that people have over on Twitter, uh, where this show is going out at Crossing Broad, at Joy on Broad, at Ansan Philly. I believe you're even tagged in it there at Sportsology. Give this man a follow. There you go. And over on Facebook uh, via Crossing Broad and Snow the Goalie. And also on the Crossing Broad YouTube account on YouTube Live. Pull it up on your cable box. Watch us in HD and sit back and enjoy. Uh, Chris G asks on Twitter, trap game looking to the Bruins game, which happens on uh, Tuesday night. I mean, that's always possible. I I think because of Eichel as injured as he is, it's really going to be hard for Buffalo to generate a lot. Yeah. So if they fall behind in this game, I can't imagine they're going to come back. If this is a tight game, though, yeah, anything can happen at that point. But if the Flyers come out early, like the home Flyers always come out early, always take advantage early, a little different than the road Flyers. They've been better at it lately. But if they really press it early, they probably could take them out of the game. You've got to go out like gangbusters yes. in this first period. Yeah. Debilitate, demoralize, yeah. destroy, yeah. conquer. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You have to press it early. But they did put Skinner on the top line now. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to get stung early. If you fall behind two goals, you might start pressing against a bad team. I don't think they're going to look ahead. They've never done that at all this year, to be fair. Uh, Trevor Harris says, what up? We surviving the coronavirus? I am. I mean, I haven't, had any, I haven't had any Corona beer, so I must be safe. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> See... Or the vodka. I that poor believe, vodka company, like, too. I know that people are dumb, like I get it, but the people who legitimately thought the coronavirus was from the corona beer. Well, and apparently this other vodka, too, now, that says it's a hand... It's it's some vodka that... I forget the tagline, okay. but people were using it as hand sanitizer because they felt like it was like that. And I, and I forget the exact tagline, but they're like, no, 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 we're vodka. We want you to drink... Not yeah, use us as hand sanitizer. Well, I mean, you could always go with like the uh, the vodka that's so bad you have to ask the person behind the register, yes. and they warn you that it's really not a good yeah, idea. The the rock gut. I will tell you this: if people are that worried about it, you can mix your own. You can mix your own with like glycerin, tea tree oil, rubbing alcohol, and you, and you're fine. That's it. You're good. You can make your own hand sanitizer. You don't have to buy hand sanitizer. Yep. Just letting not, you know. Not difficult. No. But here we are. Uh, really quickly, before we continue with uh, more of the questions, I want to give you a shout-out to our good friends over at Odd Logic Brewing Company, located at 500 Bristol Pike in Bristol, PA. Odd Logic Brewing Company has a fantastic array of beers that you should check out. And, of course, you got to follow them over on Facebook. They're linked here on Facebook as well. They've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend and, and some great things coming out. Uh, Kara Cartney's out at Odd Logic Brewing Company, debuting tonight from 8 to 11. So give uh, give her a listen. But of course, tonight they've got uh, something new to the taps, a chocolate banana right in the fields, a 12% imperial coffee stout. I, I like a chocolate stout. I'm not big on stouts, but a chocolate stout's chocolate good, stout. man. Condition on cacao nibs and bananas. Enjoy that. Plus, Walkworks is out there tonight. Get some stir fry. There you Looks go. absolutely delicious. But of course, you know there are some other beers that Odd Logic Brewing Company's got out there. I'll just have a pretzel. You're gonna have a pretzel. You live your best life. I think they should let us have have a, a beverage up here. They in the should. Press box. Back in the day, in the playoffs, they would have beverages after the game, and we would be able to have beverages. That used to happen in Europe. There's beverages all game long for writers. Sounds like a great idea. To I me. know. Uh, plus, I've got Hollow Moon Theory, a six uh, percent Belgian wit beer. And uh, all puns intended is a favorite, a 7% American IPA. So give them a look. And as always, they have uh, handcrafted cocktails from 1675 uh, Spirits. Plus, they've got nitro cold brew coffee on on draft whenever you need it. So if you're out and uh, you want to make sure that you have a little pick-me-up after watching a Flyers game, although they're kind of their own adrenaline Yeah, I think right watch. now people are kind of high on they've, them. They've so. got that as well. So give them a look. 500 Bristol Pike and Bristol PA. When you go out to Odd Logic Brewing Company, let them know you heard about them on the Press Road Show or Crossing Broad or Snow the Goalie or Crossing Broadcast. Let them know. All right. William Gordon over on Facebook says, will you guys be doing the Press Road Show during the playoffs? Absolutely. By the way, in case you uh, didn't notice this week, 
in the Snow the Goalie feed. We're now uh, experimenting with this. We'll be dropping the Press Row show in audio form in the Snow the Goalie feed because, of course, in between recording on Monday and whenever the home games are, there are a lot of stories that break, of course, like yeah. what we were talking about before with yeah. the uh, the media with the locker room access. press uh, availability changes. Yep. So we'll be yep. doing that. Plus, we're thinking about going to uh, twice a week on the Snow the Goalie feed. So there make you sure you uh, stay subscribed there. Um, da, 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 da. William Gordon says, wow, Simmons is on Buffalo. He cannot find a home. It's not about that. It's just really about teams thinking he's the secret ingredient. Buffalo he's was not. past it. He's not. I know. He's but not the secret ingredient. No, but we you love know what? Wayne Simmons, but he's not the secret He's going to go back to New Jersey next year. You watch you it. You think so? Yeah, because Hughes likes him. I, I could see him signing a cheap one-year deal, but he's not the same player. We know that. Andrew uh, on Twitter says, good evening, boys, and let's go Flyers. Agree. BJ Beretta says, Anthony Sanfilippo, a little bit gray. I like the spelling, though, G-R-E-Y, not the G-R-A-Y. I'm a big opponent to uh, the G-R-A-Y. Can't listen for God it's headphones at the game. being distinguished. There you go. Uh, Andrew says, Swedish fish are the best. They are. Swim along, we'll buddy. We'll toast on that. Swim along, little friend. Uh, and says, nothing beats a good side piece, because I mentioned the fact that I know. writing I was a worried when piece, you said that, yeah, but well. I let it go. And says, uh, Rich It's Orbach. your wife that has to worry uh, more. Yeah, stop. Uh, Rich Orbaugh says, that's not Anthony, that's Russ. Met fan, Rangers fan. Listen, I grew up a Ranger fan, but I've been covering this team for like over a decade. What do you want me to do? Yep. Uh, Trevor Harris says, Chumka. And I'm still a Met fan, that's right. Trevor Harris says, Chumka or 151 vodka? 151. Yeah. Because uh, you can light it on fire. Yeah, that's right. What? It's the proof over, what, 135? Anything, yeah. And uh, Trevor Harris asks, uh, question, is it worth going to the Flyers-Saber game, last game of the season up in Buffalo, or save money for a playoff home game? Save the money, because I, I don't think it'll be an issue for them making it. And, like... The only thing is, maybe if, if the if the race for the Met goes down to the final game... Yeah, you could... And you want to be there to say, hey, I was there when yeah, the Flyers yeah, yeah. clinched the division... Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to get cool. tickets for, like, 10 bucks. so... Yeah. That's fair. If you go for wings, go to Gabriel's Gate. That is the best place. Okay. That's a secret, but that's... I just gave you that, so there you go. They got a little inside knowledge. Team's about to take the ice. Uh, give a prediction to the people. For this game? Yeah. I'd say 4-1 Flyers. I've got 5-2. Okay. 5-2 Flyers. Out to an early lead. We're breaking down two goals in the first intermission from the Flyers. I'll probably get an empty net or By the, the way, end. this commercial makes me laugh because if there's one guy that's not hanging out on the steps in South Philly, it's JVR. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. You would never see him there. In a steakhouse... And, you know, yes, that's where you'll find JBR. I just find, like, this whole marketing as if, like, oh, these guys, these are your friendly old neighborhood boys out there in uh, South Philadelphia. Yeah. Nah. People walk But they in. also make the same mistake that the Rocky movie makes. You don't walk from there from South Philly to the arena. No. It's kind of a far run and a walk. At also, that. there should be ATVs getting ready to run the people over. Right. If we're being authentic. Right. Hashtag authentic fan. Anyway, big thank you to uh, Russ Baum at Sportsology. Thanks. We're back in the first intermission to break down all the first period action. In the meantime, go check out Snow the Goalie uh, in your podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else you get your podcasts. Don't forget the Press Row Show audio form. Oh, you want me to answer that last one? Well. Go ahead, Rich Orbaugh, another question. All right, I don't think Lisinski will sign here. I really don't, only because he has so many options. I think that's going to be a tough one. Allison... It'll be up to the team whether they want to sign him. He still has that injury problem with the knee. I don't know if that's ever getting better. But if you sign him, he can play AHL hockey for sure. Yeah. I would sign him because he's a great kid. And uh, Trevor Harris also jumps in on the bandwagon now. Is this uh, Flyers intro the worst one ever? It ain't the best one. It's well produced. It's well produced. It's just not. It's, a, it's not authentic at the beginning. Yeah. That's the problem. There's plenty of fans. Just trying to take it in. Yeah, yeah. As it happens. By the way, for those wondering what the crowd looks like, uh, for 7 o'clock, this is actually more full than normal. Yeah. We have become a city of Los Angeles crowd. That but it should in. be. It's a Saturday night. You know what I think is the problem, though, is this parking lot. Because if you're not here super early, yeah. it's a damn disaster. Yeah. And even, like, getting off a of 95 trying to work your way around. A lot yeah. of people don't know about going out the back way, and coming around. And was the Wings game here earlier? Yep. Yeah. 
They need so that to means they close off one end, you can only they, leave the other they end. They really need to build a separate access point right into the stadium from 95. I agree. That probably fixed a lot of the issues. Yeah, because now with Xfinity Live and multi-teams playing here on days, makes sense. All right, they're about to take the ice. They're yeah. taking the ice right now. Lauren Hart, the number one anthemist in the National Hockey League, is coming out for Russ. I'm Russ. Have a Swedish fish. Go to Odd Logic Brewing Company. See you at the first intermission. Press Row. Press Row Show. It's the only live streaming show. The Press Row Show. You like okay. that? It's all right. There you go. That's all you, that's all you got. Wow. 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 I mean, it's not like you're pitch perfect. I mean, can we at least be honest about I that? I am totally pitch perfect. Very upsetting. I have perfect pitch. <laughs> Believe me, every pitch is perfect. Okay. Welcome to the Press Row Show. First intermission, Flyers. A Bobby Dazzler of a first period. This they was... really took advantage of a downtrodden, despicable, disgraceful Buffalo Sabres team. Get out shot 13-4. to I don't care so much about shots. Remember when Lavi would say, like, they're playing too loose out there? Yeah. They're playing too loose out there. Yeah. And that top line was a little too fast for them at times. Skinner was making things happen. He, he sprung Reinhardt on that yeah. shorthanded chance. I mean, Hart, luckily, Hart's been up to the task, which he, obviously he has been all year here. But they can't take this team lightly. Yeah. Now, they could tell everybody we're not looking past to Boston, and I didn't believe they did. The but in that period, it sure looked like they did. Yeah, I mean, so I guess two things. One, if you really wanted to break it down of, of how much of a disparity was it, I mean, Buffalo did block a lot of shots yeah. in that period. I think the, the Corsi split was 17 for Buffalo and 13 for the Flyers, but not a good period. And it seemed like it was just a case, like you were saying, that where they, they took Buffalo too lightly. You get back-to-back -back power play opportunities in that period. And after the first one where it was a spiritless power play. It was a pass fest. They just passed. You would think that when Colin Miller commits a hold and it gets you right back on the power play, what, five seconds in between it elapsing yeah. and, the, and the call? It was a gift. That's that's essentially you being given a present by the hockey gods saying, go, make... It was make, two, make, two make, good shots. Of it. They had one point-blank shot that maybe had they had one other. And then, you know, when Miller came out of the box, if he had any kind of confidence like the Colin Miller two years ago, he might have buried that shot. But he took a shot from too far out, and luckily Hart got a piece of it, I think. So there, there was one thing, you know, I, Carter had, Hart had a good period. But he gave up a lot of rebounds. I think I counted it at, at any given point. I think he had seven, seven rebounds that I would consider dangerous, where there's a player within, let's say, three to five feet of the puck. Yeah. And it led to at least three high-quality chances. Now, I don't know if they'll go down officially as high-danger chances, but three legit opportunities for Buffalo to score. Honestly, I thought the Flyers were lucky that they didn't come out on the wrong side of a 1-0 or 2-0 game. I mean, it really could have been. I, the one thing about goalies is a lot of times they have a tell when they're not, like, exactly right, and that is Hearts. Like, if he gives up some rebounds, that's not usually like him, right? Yeah. So he's probably not fully locked in yet. And as, you know, if you're Buffalo, you should have taken advantage of that because it's probably going to change. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, some questions and comments. Don't forget... Russ Cohn over here, the Russ and Russ Show tonight at Sportsology on Twitter. Here to also answer any questions you might have about Flyers prospects, so make sure you get those in as well. Um, Terry Heller asks, where's Anthony? He had a funeral today, so we're thinking about you, fella. Yep. He'll be back uh, for next week, back for Snow the Goalie and everything, so uh, send him some, some loving words on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then Trevor Harris, Trevor Harris says, wow, that was a period. Ha! <laughs> Uh, Joe Cush says, WTF was that ugliness? Rich Rohrbaugh says, Russ Cohen, you want to answer this question? Yeah. What's Lusinski ceiling in the NHL? I think his ceiling is a top nine. I I don't envision him being a fourth-line center. Could he do it? Sure, because he's pretty physical these days, and he's big. I think he's going to play center. It's really interesting what happens to guys sometimes. Hi there. He was drafted... <laughs> He was drafted as a oh, 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 just, oh, no. He just oh, broke oh, the no. place. That was Rob. Jordan we, Hall. We caught that. My parent. Wow. This is, oh, boy, Comcast. Yeah, Jordan $300 million Hall. worth of renovations. Jordan Hall, clearly a tattletale. I don't, wow. 
Yeah. Wow, that was a... Uh, but the not thing only did Jordan throw him under the bus, I think he backed it up and ran him over he did. again. The thing, the thing about Lisinski is they played him at wing. He was, he, when, he was, when he was drafted, everybody thought center. Yeah. Then he played wing for a few years. Now he's back to center in his last year. So he could do either, but I think they're kind of doing him a favor to sort of showcase that. And the team's not great. So I think the only reason he came back is just so he could be a free agent. Because sure. otherwise he could have just like not gone back and signed with the Flyers last, last offseason. So, but I, I think there's some potential there. He, he's a good player. Our friend Rich Orbaugh over on Facebook, big Rob Parent fan, really likes to fixate on the eyebrows. Said Rob's eyebrows knocked that down. For those who are listening <laughs> after the fact I don't know what on to the say audio about that feed, uh, right behind us, if you watch Press Row Show, uh, there, was a, there was a little collision the, behind us and a piece of molding a piece of molding uh, came down he knocked it off 300 million dollars of renovations are scheduled for the club level let's see if they do anything up here in the press box on this spot i mean they did redo well they did they, they gave us they gave cubby us holes outs. which was nice cubby holes like elementary i'm very appreciative nice. that people used to just step on my jacket and now yep. at least they don't <laughs> at least if they do it's uh i don't know it says more about them uh mdma for ptsd says Bobby Dazzler. Could that be an Oak Island reference? And if so, Flyers digging a hole for themselves. Are you familiar with Oak Island? I've only seen a couple of episodes oh. and I just feel like those guys are just like so wasting their time and bankrupting their whatever money they have. Sorry. Oh, we got ourselves a little Bobby Dazzler. Look at that. It's a little cup. I think it's made of pooter. Uh. Now, if these are the same Big guys of Gary Drayton. that are on like the History Channel or yeah. whatever it is that dig, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen a couple episodes. I'm a big fan That's of the Curse of Oak Island. They found a lot of stuff this year. They have. I'm serious. It's more structural. They dug out into the cove. What? what the, at what the cost? Swamp, they drained the swamp. At what cost do you think Did all this Trump is Did Trump drain at? the swamp as well as the Lagina brothers? Go to the comments and let us know. See, that's pretty good. I know. That's good. That's good. But do you think these guys are really... Oh, my uh, God. Millions. Millions of dollars. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. I think they're going to find something. I. You know what, though? I that's think, what the finding think, Bigfoot people thought, and it never happened. Of, the end of the show is going to be they find... They think they might have found the major flood tunnel. They end up finding the money vault, right, in the money pit. And all they find is, like, a brooch or something that came out of this treasure Yeah, it's going to be thing. like when Rob like, Rivera oh. opened up Al Capone's vault exactly. and there was nothing in there. It's like there's going to be one thing yeah. that that gives credibility to there was a treasure, but most of it's but gone. But they'll spend a half a million to dig for it. Oh, more than that. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyway, <laughs> the Curse of Oak Island. You know what is a treasure, though? The fine brews over at Odd Logic Brewing Company, located at 500 Bristol Pike in Bristol, PA. Make sure you get out there. They've got live music all, all weekend, plus food trucks every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Food trucks are good. Food trucks are great. I mean, some Food trucks people, didn't even exist like 20 years ago. Some people like to be snobby and like to only sit down for a meal. No. I like no. food trucks. Food trucks are great. Food I like when three or four line up and I have a choice. Oh, yeah. And I can hit like a few of them. Yes. Fantastic. Anyway, go out to uh, 500 Bristol Pike in Bristol, PA. And I'm trying to convince Odd Logic Brewing Company that it's time for a Flyers-themed beer. So if you have some ideas, drop them in the comments as yeah, well. Yeah. Or DM them to me on uh, on Twitter or send them to uh, the Snow the Goalie Facebook page or snowthegoalie at gmail.com. Thank you. Anyway, uh, Trevor Harris says, I'm amazed no one from the Upper Bowl started DL. Shoo! I have an idea for a Flyers beer. Yeah. Like a Dave Schultz Bloody Mary beer. Hmm. There you go. That was free. I had two Connect Me ones go through my head. But I don't want some of the people who are watching, who definitely run breweries, right. to try to steal the idea. But if you want to you hit me up, I can send you some ideas. It'll cost you them. <laughs> uh, the dude over on uh, Twitter says, what do you think about Wade Allison? I like him as a player. He, he's got great drive to the net. He's got a great shot. He just has a bum knee that hasn't healed in what, like two years? And he told us, like he told us this summer, it still bothered him and he spent time on the on the IR, DL, whatever you want to call it, college hockey yeah. this year too. When he's in there, he's really effective. So I like him. I think he's got the NHL mentality. I think if we were healthy, he's a guaranteed NHLer. Now I think he's a possible NHLer, but again, put him in the organization. he will be good for everybody. Even if he's just a phantom, you have to fill those roles too. Rich Orbaugh. Uh, oh, we already hit that. Yeah. Trevor Harris says, uh, looks like the press row show is coming apart from the seams because of the uh, collision behind us. Yeah. Look, that's why that's why we do this show, to show you all of the fine folks in press row as they get ready to go get their Some snacks. Some of the Buffalo media back. is behind us now. Yep. Yep. Taking a look. 
Nope, they thought better of it. And there he goes. He walks away. Didn't find who he was looking for. Eddie Harbisinski on Facebook says, Feeling like things can only get better from here. Skaters should get tighter as the game progresses. Hartsey looks sharp. Yes, rebounds, but he's tracking everything really well. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. He was I mean, really challenged on any of the shots. No, I mean, there were like two great chances. That's it. But at the end of the period, they were shooting from far away, and he did knock both of them down. So, okay. Um, Rich Orba asks, uh, why are the Flyers releasing all of the assembly room tickets early? Secondary market, they're $70. Can't answer that. I don't know. Don't Maybe know. to generate excitement? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Joe Cush asks, any prospects turning heads? Well, I think Mason Millman was before the injury. I, I got to see him a couple weeks ago live. He's like right now, the way they're using him, and again, they should because he's a little like not undersized, but he's not physically where he's going to be in a couple of years. Yeah. But they were using him like third um, third pairing, but top power play. And, and he looked really good. Like his, his movement on the puck is good. His shot is good. His patience is very good on the power play. And, and even when he was playing defense, his stick to puck was pretty good. If he can get a little muscle on him, he'll be good in a few years. He definitely will. So I think he's been turning heads. And Bilovis asks, has drone skating developed? Not enough. No. I mean, I feel bad. The kid's really a great kid. He's got all the other tools. The skating's just not there. It's sort of like Michael Dal Cole with the Islanders. He, his is just marginally better, but it, Strom's, I haven't really seen enough of an improvement. Trevor Hass asks, uh, what's your honest opinion uh, wrong or the, or the biggest need for the Sabres? It's still more defense. I don't care if they have 12 defensemen. How long did they hold on to Bogosian before they finally cut him loose? Yeah. Colin Miller stinks. I mean, you can't get rid of Ristolainen, and they need him too much. They still need more defensemen and better defensemen. Darlene is fantastic. They've got like three really solid defensemen. They got to fill out more. So I, I think still concentrate on that. A couple of years, they'll get Uka Pekalukinen in there, and that's when I think you'll start to see changes. Bill Gordon on Facebook says, uh, "Fight night soon. Someone's gonna, someone gonna be. I'll send it with the big hits." Yeah, I think. Simmons was kind of quiet that period, yeah. so I think in the second period he might start doing that. If you had to pick a member of the Flyers who would go toe-to-toe with Wayne. That's a good question. Not who should go toe-to-toe. I think if, Grant. You think Grant would? Yeah, I think I've seen Grant fight. So it's got to be somebody who hasn't been his teammate. Right. With the Flyers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be like a, an interloper or whatever you want to call it, an outsider. Okay. So I think Grant would be that guy. Okay. Cool. Speaking of outsiders... Pro Wrestling Elimination Chamber is here at uh, Wells Fargo Center tomorrow night. Now we yeah. should send out oh, we should send out good thoughts to Scott Steiner though who collapsed should. and he's in the hospital. Yeah, that was scary. Big Papa Pump. I didn't even know he was still wrestling. But Holler if, if you hear me. But if you want Elimination Chamber, I mean I saw all the matches. I'm not really super excited about any of them to be honest. I'm really not. I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. He's a member of the tribe if people know what that is. But a fan of the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah. Seth Rollins, wow. But there's really... I, I'm not even going to watch it on WWE Network. Do you remember when Goldberg speared, was it Jericho, yeah. through the Elimination Chamber yeah. class? Oh, that was... Now Goldberg's, now Goldberg's a good guy. The one thing... Goldberg. Which is ridiculous. He, you should no. never hand a championship belt to a guy who's been there for a week. But I will tell you something about Goldberg. In the 2003 Stanley Cup, I got there a little early to cover it. It was my first Stanley Cup. Yeah. And Goldberg was actually outside, online to get into the building. He wasn't trying to be a big shot. That's awesome. And I spoke to him, and he's a huge Devils fan, and he was just like waiting to get in like everybody else. So I have great respect for him, but don't hand the belt to him like that. That that really, it kills it for everybody else. You. you know, it kills it for a lot of guys that are trying hard to get that belt. I love Goldberg. I think it's great that he kicked Bret Hart's head off all those years ago. I didn't like Bret Hart. Doesn't seem like oh, a nice guy. Oh, I like guy. Bret Hart. He's my first Doesn't seem interview. like a nice guy. Bret Hart, so quick story, Bret Hart, interviewed for my website Sportsology okay. when he was part owner of the Calgary Hitmen. Really? And so they he called me up. This is after he got mule kicked in the head. Remember that? Yeah. And he told me in that interview, I think I'm going to retire. And this is like my second interview maybe for the website. And I said, Brett, you know what? I'm not going to break that. You might change your mind. Right now you got kicked in the head. Let's just interview with the interview. And we talked about this McDonald's commercial he did with Wayne Gretzky in Canada, a whole bunch of stuff, but I never broke that story. And he never did retire at that moment either. Yeah, and he tried to come back and... No, but I'm glad I didn't do it, because yeah. he wasn't, it wasn't right that moment, you know? Sure.
but he's a great guy. Oh, I, I like this. Rich Rohrbaugh says, best wrestling moment, Hogan, NWO turn. I agree. That was good. I saw Hogan and um, and Ric Flair at the Spectrum. Remember they had that one tour where they had never faced each yeah. other and they were sort of trading wins? Yep. And I saw Hogan beat him, beat Flair at the Spectrum. It was a house show, though, right? It was a house show. Yeah, it was that great. was the whole thing. Yeah, they would do great. it on TV. Yep. All right, well, the period started. Uh, saw a few more comments, questions over there. I'll get to those in the second intermission. Thanks for tuning Bruno in. Bruno was my favorite. Yeah? Yeah, Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. I actually, my, my dad goes and sees his cousin, who is an eye doctor. Uh, no, neurologist, sorry. Neurologist, okay. neurologist in South Jersey, Bruno Sammartino's cousin. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in the uh, second intermission. In the meantime, make sure you go subscribe to Snow the Goalie over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else you get your podcast. Talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is the Press Row Show, the only live streaming show here from Press Row of Wells Fargo Center, where your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers have still not figured out that they are playing a woeful... Buffalo Sabres team, and just when you thought they were going to get it together in that period, they let him back in. They did. I mean, you could even see Eichel can barely move. He's definitely got a core muscle thing going. I'm sure he's going to get shut down pretty soon. This period, I mean, the I guess the disappointing part of it from the Flyers' end is that the most passion we saw this period was Claude Giroux not winning that touch-up icing. He was more mad than anybody on the ice the whole period for that. And, and nobody seems to be matching his intensity. And that is a problem. And in a way, they're lucky it's tied 1-1. But again, we talked about it early. Like, if it's going to be a close game, these are the ones you get stung. Because right now, they've got nothing to lose. Ocposo's healthy. He's having a pretty good game. Skinner's having a really good game. And I love Dominic Cahoon. Like, I, had, I called his trade on trade day because I just had a feeling he's a guy that the Penguins could deal. But he's a guy that can score some goals. And... You know, right now, the Giroux goal was great. I, th- I felt like Ristolainen overskated it and left him open. But Giroux still got to bury it there, and he did. But Giroux was the only guy really playing that period. You're right. Yeah. It just it was weird. A uh, couple questions and comments came in already. Trevor Harris over on Facebook says, are the Flyers sleepwalking through this game to Boston? It, it kind of looks like it. It does. There was a game, what, a month and a half ago? Flyers lost a trap game. Three players in the locker room said it was a trap game. Said they knew that it could have been a trap game, and they still had a hard time getting up for it. And when Avia was asked that in his press conference, he said, uh, that, "That's there's a word for that. It starts with a B." And then everybody tried to pull out. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Rest of the words. But Avia will never admit to stuff like that. No, I mean this is this is a, a game that you've got to think he's going to be upset with. In the locker he room hasn't really right been now. upset about anything this year. No. We have, in this market, we have not seen the upset AV. I had seen him in the New York market, but you have not really seen the upset AV here. I don't know if he's going to be. Anthony Michiori with the, the finger guns. <laughs> of course. Um, listen, this is, the I think, the, the biggest issue that, that we've got going is the Flyers' uh, next six games are home against Boston at Tampa, home against Minnesota, Edmonton and St. Louis, and then at Dallas. That's not an easy stretch. No, I mean, a lot of those teams are still competing. Right now, I mean, Minnesota's really competing. I mean, I think Bill Guerin's done a nice job there. He's made them believe again after making trades. Like, you know, that's Dallas will be tough if Bishop's in there. He's always tough. It's not going to be easy. And and they're going to have late games against Pittsburgh, which I still think is the elephant in the room. I know Flyers fans feel like they might be the team might be better than Pittsburgh now, but Pittsburgh still has a game in hand too, and I think they're starting to win again. I mean, look, they beat the Sabers and they beat Ottawa, right? But they scored seven goals in one of those games. So, with the additions of Zucker and everything else, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are still a team to worry about. I was just looking to see because uh, the game's going on right now, Tampa and Boston. Yeah. Uh, it looks like all right. So Tampa's up three-two right now. Uh, obviously that could spell some trouble for the Flyers Oh yeah! if Tampa ends up beating Boston because they'll have an even more ramped up pissed off Boston team yep. on Tuesday. Yep. Um, of course, Washington won earlier today, which means that the Flyers, even with a win today, uh, could not vault themselves into right. legitimate first place, which it's kind of nonsense the way that the NHL breaks these ties. The loser points and the row I hate. I hate yeah. it all. I do. The, the fact that... But I'll, I'll tell you what else... Shootout loss, 
means less. Fans should not worry if you were in first place for 18 minutes. Don't worry about that. Like, just enjoy just the way sure. they're playing, and, you know, that other stuff will work itself out. But, like, to say I was the team was in first place for 18 minutes, like, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a little too micromanaging. And I'll tell you the other thing I don't like, and in the Jewish religion it's called, like, Kanai Nahara. Uh, the, the Carter Hart meme that was, like, had the Stanley Cup, like, floating in the air. Yeah. It's a little early for that. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Danny Branion. And can I hurry means like don't rush it, let it happen naturally. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, Yiddish. There you go. Uh, Danny Branion, our friend from Scotland, says interesting second period. Flyers don't seem to be switched on. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird. He's because right. Usually by halfway through the second period is when this team you second can pre- period you can pretty much guarantee they get it going. They've been dominating second periods. They did not dominate that second period. Do, I mean, the trend in the third period is also solid for them. So. Right. You just kind of have to hope that this is one of those games, as, they, as we've seen a lot in this win streak of them putting up a crooked number and really just kind of putting their foot on the throat of, of Buffalo not letting them get back up off the net. Like, I know Jets. I picked oh, them hey, to win hey. 4-1, but right now the feeling is this is, is. this is going to be a loser point game where they get one point and lose like 2-1 in overtime. That's the way this feels right now, unless they turn it around. Jim Jackson, the voice of the Flyers. I saw that. A very brief cameo appearance here on the Press Row show. Um, Bill Gordon says Flyers don't seem like they have the killer instinct. They don't. In this they game, totally they don't. don't. In this game, it doesn't. Drew is the only one out there with the killer instinct. David Mako says get Gritty in there to flip some tables. I mean, Gritty's too busy killing people on that horror scene that they showed. That was weird. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Yeah, that was spooky. Uh, Danny Brandian says uh, there were a few minutes after our go-ahead goal where Flyers could not get the puck cleared. True. Spinning my wheels through life, uh, this one's not going to go over well with a lot of fans, but it's not necessarily uh, untrue. Joel Stonehands Farabee developing a bad trend. Uh, No, I mean, again, I think it's just one of those things where we're not seeing the real Joel Farabee because he has to play such a complete game right now. He's used to being a goal scorer. They're not going in. So he's he's fighting it a little bit. And it's it's hard for a young player in the NHL when you're used to scoring goals the way he used to. So I'm not going to go there with that. And the AV thing, you know what? He's been animated. He just hasn't been ripping his team. That's all. Uh, Mike says he disagrees that it's not just G. says that Carter Hart has played well and is locked I mean, in. I don't know if he's totally locked in because what you said about the rebound control, he gave up a few more rebounds for sure. So, But he definitely has kept him in this game. I, I would say that. I just don't know if he has the killer instinct. Danny Primo on Facebook says the Flyers need to wake up. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick asks, is this a classic example of the Flyers playing down to the competition? It's easy to say that. I mean, I don't think it's... So, Sabres are playing up right now, I think. I, yeah, I think, I think the, the Sabres are playing up, and I think the Flyers were too cute in the first. Yes. And I think they kind of got it going a little bit more in the second. Yeah. But that first period, there were a lot of missed opportunities yeah. because they were just screwing around. And, and remember, for months, Skinner was not on the first line. He's on the first line now. It's made a difference. The Flyers have had trouble with it. Uh, the back-to-back of Minnesota, Edmonton, and the Dallas and Nashville back-to-back going to be huge, says Trevor Harris. That's Absolutely. hard. I mean, those you know, Na- da- Nashville is a big physical team. Dallas is very good defensively. Rick Bonus is the defensive specialist. That you know, their new coach. That's yeah. That's not going to be easy at all. Did this guy behind us? Did he give a wink? It looked like he gave a wink to the camera here. He's what's he eating back? Maybe there? yeah. I Is think he eating popcorn out of a cup. Yeah yeah. That looks like it. That's why people tune into the press row show here. Let's just <laughs> there we go. Everybody wants to be a star, man. See, that looked like he was making another wink. I don't know. I think he's just watching the dance team on the uh, yeah. I think he's watching the dance dollar team. jumbotron. Yep. Uh, Mike says, let's not forget this. this is the third uh, third game in four days. Not exactly unexpected to see a bit of fatigue. Yeah, but. I, I really haven't felt like they've been fatigued. I don't think that's the issue at all. That was an interesting thing after the last game. A uh, question came up in the locker room uh, to Sean Couturier about what's different about this year and the way that, that AV doesn't have the players practice as much. Right. And about like the way that they condition, especially on the yeah. second half of back-to-back, do you feel like you're better rested? And he said it's not really so much of that. It's just you're better prepared, I think, mentally. Yeah, I think he has them mentally prepared. I also saw the Sabres with the team ice in the puck more, not the Flyers, so. Uh, and Bilibus says, I don't like the way Braun, uh, the way Braun some, sometimes goes too deep into the offensive zone, gets caught up ice. Yeah, well, that's why they only gave him a one-year deal, because he's got a lot of mileage on him, and, and he has had games where it showed. Uh, follow-up question, does he think he's faster than no. he actually is? No, he's just... Those are instincts. It's just when you get older on the ice, 
you still have those instincts that sometimes you get caught. Uh, here's a question that I think is kind of interesting. Trevor Harris asks, has AV been uh, better to cover than Hackstall? Oh, a hundred times. The minute AV, well, I, I kind of thought pre, that AV was going to come here before he got signed. And the minute he was signed, I was so happy. Because Dave Hackstall was very disingenuous in, pro, in press conferences. He really was. It wasn't like he was trying to intentionally lie, but he was really like not very truthful. The one thing you could say about AV is he really doesn't lie. He may skirt the truth a little bit, but he's pretty honest for an NHL coach. He really is. That makes him very happy. You can see him yeah. there on screen, ladies. Yeah, yeah. Does that look like a man? Does that look like a man who isn't fun to cover? Right there. Well, that was that was the summer picture of him where he just got signed and he knew he could, you know, go buy a new car. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's um, do 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 do. Uh, Trevor Harris has a journalism and blogging standpoint. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. If you haven't done so, go back and check out the uh, interview we did with him on Snow the Goalie uh, no, he's before great. the season. He was fantastic. AV is very trained. He's a trained media guy. He's very entertaining, he very polished. Butters, he, he butters, butters everybody, everybody up, man. The first press conference I remember being at, uh, it wasn't his introductory one, but it was, uh, I think, after the first home game. And he kind of gave one of those, you know, I understand the job that, that all of you have to do in the media. It's a tough yeah. job. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, it is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. Thank you for yeah. understanding. That's yeah. funny. We'll see how long that goes. But uh, Bill Gordon says, what is the sandwich of the night? I don't know. I don't what was, know. What was dinner tonight? Did you go down? No, I don't ever eat dinner here. Never. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Was ooh. it? How much is it? I Ten bucks? Thirteen. Thirteen. I guess, I guess we're not going to see uh, Russ Cohen over here on no pucks given. I mean... 13 bucks, man. You could do a lot with 13 in the outside world. We, well, we actually debuted a new show recently, No Pucks Given. It's an arena food show yeah. that Anthony and I have been doing. There you go. Wandering the, the uh, lower level here at Wells Fargo Center. Don't forget, if you want to get some food reviewed, make sure you send that over to us uh, on Twitter go. or Facebook or snowthegoalie at gmail.com, and we'll go find the food. You're and, just and looking for review. free Lorenzo's Pizza. That's really the angle. I pretty much the want angle. free anything. I want right. Wells Fargo Center to... to to pair up with us because right. we give honest food reviews yeah. uh, and on a scale of one to five pucks. I like so, it. Yeah. Um, Trevor Harris says, holy crap, Jim Jackson behind. What up? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, spinning my wheels through life. Uh, where's hockey insider Patty again as a guest? He's not here. If he were here, could always bring him on. Uh, Bill Gordon says, when does Frost come back up? Flyers are a third period team. So it's two parts. I don't think they're rushing Frost back up. I think he might get a, a, a look in the playoffs, but... We'll see. I don't think but, he's back up. This but season. I'm not sure they're ever bringing him back up. I, I think it would be better for him to go with Lehigh. If they make the playoffs, let him have a little run. If you really want him to be a center, he needs to be stronger. I'd say it's much more likely Bunneman comes back. Yeah, no, Bunneman, I agree, except Thompson really stole a spot. I don't know where else Bunneman can play. If there's an injury. Or like, yeah, if there's an injury. About, like, bringing yeah. a guy up. But Frost, you know, listen, you want Frost to be like a second-line center. If yeah. you want that... Then he's got to get physically stronger. Because in fairness, like I don't think Bunneman ever like played poorly enough to lose a job. No, I he just didn't. think they, they had something they were looking for in a veteran presence. Listen, Bunneman in, in, in junior really could light it up. I mean, but that was because he was big and physical, could get in front of the net. He's had very good moments here. He really has. Uh, David Mako says that Hackstall was a potted plant. Um, That's fair. Okay. Plants are green. You know what else is green? The logo of Odd Logic Brewing Company, located out of 500 Bristol Pike in Bristol, PA. Odd Logic Brewing Company is the place to go this weekend. Go out, try one of their many beers, the fantastic variety, and you want to make sure that you get out there and let them know that you heard about them on the Press Row Show or Snow the Goalie or Crossing Broadcast or Crossing Broad. Let them know that you uh, you heard about them here. And uh, tell them we sent you. And enjoy yourself out there. Odd Logic Brewing Company. We love them. 500 Bristol Pike. Bristol, PA. Ambilibus calls A.V. King Martini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you see? I was seeing the uh, Trevor Harris where he said 13 bucks sounds like the tickets for Phillies Mets at City Field. Not at wow. City Field, wow. but here. Phillies had a flash sale a couple weeks ago. Really? And I bought up Phillies Mets tickets, and I, I got them two games. You're going to go secondary market? And try no, to, try to make no, I'm going to go to those games. I'm a big fan. But two games, I got 30 bucks for two seats in decent spots, nice. you can't do that at City Field. So the Phillies are the ones that are actually trying to fill the stadium. Really that, that expensive up in City? I mean, it's just they're they're less expensive than the Yankees, but they're probably seventy five percent higher there than here. Wow. Like an you know, opening day there would cost me seventy five bucks, eighty bucks Wait. for a ticket. 
Oy. And those aren't even the best tickets. Um, those are like me. Those are upper level tickets. Trevor Harris points out, I'm doing a binge fest of Snow the Goalie right now. Trevor, do me a favor. If you're on Twitter, follow us over there and uh, send us some of your favorite moments. So go over to Facebook, send us a message or post on the wall or whatever, and let us know what some of your favorite moments are as you go through. Uh, Rick says, how will the NHL coronavirus mandate of no after-game locker room interviews affect you guys? We talked about that in the pregame show, so make sure you go back and check that out. But as of right now, the Flyers... By the way, they've never played this song by Green Day before. This is great. Uh, digging it. At this point, the Flyers are not preventing us from going in the locker room tonight, is what I've been right. told. No, they're not. It could go into effect as soon as next Tuesday. Yeah. But as of right now, uh, we are, you know, we're supposed to be there. Maybe I'll look, up, look for us uh, on TV, scrum lurkers. You never know who you're going to find. I will answer this for spinning my wheels. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah, I grew up in New York, so the two teams that I am still a fan of because I don't cover them other than just writing some you know, fun posts on my website are the Mets and the Jets. So, yeah, those teams, I'm too legit. But everybody else I cover down the middle, I'm very fair. Look, I grew up hating the Islanders, and I grew up on Long Island, but I give them a fair shake. Danny Brandian enjoyed my. Uh, no, you did a good job with that. Segue that was a seamless segue. Program. How about that? Chris Mack, double zero. Flyers can't lose this game. Do you think AB was yelling uh, during the second intermission? He's he might have laid into them a little bit. I don't think so. It's a one-one game. Why would he's he? He's like a pretty chill dude. This I, year. Yeah, I think he would. The rusty stop bobblehead. I mean, what's the difference between a rusty stop bobblehead and a John Crook one? Really? You can basically same. You know, one's got red hair, but other than that, they're two fat guys. Rest in peace, Rusty. Here's, here's to all the fat guys out yes. there. Yes. You know? Um, let's see. The Alan, Jets are not trading Bell. I can tell you that right Le'Veon now. Bell? He's not going anywhere. It's Matter of fact, like, they're trying to re-sign Robbie Anderson. Let's, let's be honest. It's not like it's going to matter. No. I, well, I don't know about that. Darnold looked good. Stop. And Listen, dude. The, if the Patriots lose Tom Brady, which I believe they will. Where's he going to go? I, I think he's going to go to... Um, Boy, I, I think the Colts are the best team, but it seems like he might go to the Raiders. I've got two that I like. Go ahead. He goes to Dallas. Would, just, just follow me. He goes to Dallas, which would be terrible for Eagles fans. Right. But would make for a really exciting, interesting it narrative. Would. Or he goes to San Francisco. Jimmy G goes back to New York. Full circle. Very strange. No, no. Jimmy G will go to New England if, if Brady goes. That's why he only signed a short-term deal I there. What did I say? You said New York. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Jimmy G goes to New England. Yeah. And Brady goes to San Francisco. But no, I really think if Brady went to the Raiders, they would they would toast David Carr. I mean, I don't think they're in love with him anymore. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Is there anything else of note before we go? Spinning My Wheel says Rusty that. did better barbecue. That's a good one because he was a trained chef. Uh, Lazinski's Bulls barbecue is good, though, so that's a, that's a draw. That's good. Uh, spinning my wheel says locker room access is overrated. Players say the same thing. No, Go no, no. Go back to the no. pregame. Go back to the pregame. Listen to what we said about that. Yeah. Uh, it's really more about the answers and the conversations on the side that yes. give insight and context. Yeah, a lot of times I'm not in the big scrum. You almost never yeah. see me in the big scrum. I yeah. usually walk over to somebody else. There's a, there's a lot of that on, on our side of things yeah. that um, does make a big difference. I get that the way that it gets clipped on TV sounds like the same thing every time, but it right. certainly is not. What they show you on TV and what we're able to get are two different things, too. Yeah. That's true. All right, thanks for checking in. As always, uh, we will be back here. Well, first, we'll have an episode of Snow the Goalie going out Monday night, so make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. We'll be back on Tuesday night with the Press Row Show as the Flyers take on Le Boston Bruins. That's a tough one, man. It's going to be rough, but we'll be here for it. Tell your friends, tell your family, and follow Russ over here at Sportsology on Twitter. It was fun. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon.